0: Hello, this is Dr. Earl with the Nolly Medical. To get us started, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you ready? I mean, really ready? Are you ready to find solutions? Are you ready to find root source healing? If you are, well, let's go. Hello,
1: Hello. welcome to the program, Tony. Thank you. Absolutely. How are you feeling?
0: Doing well. Good, good,
1: good. Good.
0: Good. Good. I'm on my fourth day in the
1: fast. Oh, Oh, tell us about that. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the purpose is, and the
0: purpose of the
1: fasting.
0: So, there's a lot of different things you can do with fasting, and so I hope it's okay. I'm just going to jump right into that. (laughs) Uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You guys are are great sports. I
1: love it.
0: There's several different types of fasting. There's something called a dry fast. That's where you don't have any food or water. Uh, usually that's, um, that's for 24 hours. There's intermittent fasting, and that is where you compress the time that you eat into anywhere from a 6 to 8 to 12 hour window. That's kind of the, the scenario. So you won't eat for 12 hours, you won't eat for 18 hours, or you don't eat for 20. Well, 18 hours. Anyway, you get the math. There's 24 hours in <laughs> So there's the dry fast. There's intermittent fasting. Then there's what they're now talking about, a three-day fast, a five-day fast, and then something called a long-term fast. And each one has its own set of benefits.
1: Gotcha.
0: So I'm doing mine for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is to reset and Kind of help my microbiome regenerate, but it also has incredible benefits as far as resetting your immune system. It has benefits in resetting your hormonal system, and it's the only way, really, to exercise the liver. And that sounds crazy, but that's just kind of the reality. A lot of the other tissues in our bodies, and if we start even with our brain. I mean, we have. Puzzles and matching games, and there are certain things that we can do, um, psychology tests and different thinking uh, processes that we go through where we can exercise our brain and make it stronger. Same with our heart. We do cardiac exercise to exercise our heart, our muscles, that's obvious. And then lymphatic, if you do certain things with your lymphatic tissue, you can get that to cleanse and drain out. And all of our tissues have these different ways to cleanse and reset, except for our liver. Well, and I guess fat tissue doesn't either, but this is how we exercise our fat tissue and how we exercise our liver and get it to do something that is outside of its comfort zone and outside of the norm. And it really goes a long way at helping with liver health, resetting your microbiome, and then a big study out of USC discovered that the controlling cells of your immune system called mast cells if they are fed on a consistent basis, so this concept of eat six small meals a day, one of the worst ideas ever. <laughs> and I, let me, let me, qualify that.
1: Wow. In, I make an effort to do that. Wow.
0: In our effort to kind of keep the microbiome and ourselves fed, we've come to that. The reality is we're not exercising the full potential of our tissue. And that has ramifications across the board. Yeah. And it sounded good when they did the initial study and trial but it's proven to be ineffective as far as snacking, small meals, and so forth. And to really kind of explain that, let's talk a little bit about some of these benefits of what happens with the fasting. So on a, on, on a fast, you're going to do a lot of different things. Now, a dry fast, you only want to do a dry fast for about 24 hours. That's no food or water. You essentially eliminate everything from your fast. What that forces the body to do, because after about, depending upon how healthy your body is, 12 to 18 hours, your body is going to have to switch over to a different energy source. That does a lot as far as making your body adapt and change its food source from just plain glucose all the time into fats, ketones, and other metabolites that are really beneficial and help clean up your body. So not only does your liver get a workout, because it now gets to change over to a new way of processing the foods and the things that come through, and and that's how you exercise your liver, but also your tissues. One of the big keys why malignant tissues, and we hate using the word cancer because it's such a big, you know, (laughs) faux pas and everybody gets excited about it, but one of the big reasons why malignant tissue or cancer is susceptible to eating uh, to, to eating a ketotic diet is because cancer cells don't do well with ketosis. Well, we've come to find out unhealthy and even pre-cancerous cells don't do well with a diet that is not a steady stream of glucose. And so you end up forcing those... Um, those unhealthy tissues, out of the picture through a process called autophagy. That's where your body eliminates unhealthy or old cells and replaces them with new and vibrant cells. <clears throat> that sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, that's what we want. Well, one of the most powerful oh, yeah. ways yeah, yeah. we can do that, yeah, one of the most powerful ways that we can do that is with fasting. And that process will start off within 10 to 15 hours of us not having food. Add to that, and and then on top of that, our HGH, so the human growth hormone, actually starts to take off in that 10 to 15 to 18-hour range. Now, what determines when we kick off into the ketosis or the autophagy, um, having the growth hormone kick in and really rejuvenating our bodies from a foundational level, really comes down to how sick our bodies are, and how much glucose, if you will, we've packed away into the different corners of our body. And if we've packed a lot of that into the corners of our body, then it takes a little longer. But if that doesn't matter, we'll still get benefit from doing a dry fast. Then the next fasting that we'll talk about is intermittent fasting. And, again, that's where you, you don't eat for and you're, you're drinking during this time frame <clears throat> and you're staying hydrated. But you don't eat for 12, 15, or 18 hours, sometime in that range. And you kind of build up to that. So you haven't done it before. Start with 12 hours where you don't eat, and that's during your sleep time. So eight hours of that is a piece of cake. And then you just don't eat. You shouldn't eat early before bed. So usually three hours before bedtime, you shouldn't eat. So by then, you've got 11 of your hours done. And so get up in the morning, hydrate in the morning for your first hour, Take your apple cider vinegar and your baking soda mix and and really get your metabolism kick-started before you eat, and voila, you've got a 12-hour intermittent fast under your belt without even having to try. Then start stretching that to 16 hours. Then you can stretch it to 18 hours. And some people, they notice the benefits, you know, right away. Some people, it takes them a while to get that 15 to 18 hours. And this isn't something that you all day every day. People do what's called a five two two. That means and it depends, it depends upon how sick you are and where you're at, and your fat stores. A five two two is where you do the intermittent fasting for five days of the week. and not a five two two, a five one one, sorry. And then one of the days you do a feast. So that's where you'll have three meals a day and you eat well, not unhealthily, but you eat well. And then the other day you do a fast. And we'll use this with people who are diabetic or obese or have other issues. The reason you have a feast day is because again, it exercises the liver. If the liver gets into a process where it just constantly has food, then that's the only mechanisms and the only processes that it will go through to get food and detoxify and everything. But it never gets the opportunity to use the other side which is fasting or feasting, and so you'll do a variety. We have some patients, if you're thinner and don't have the, the body mass, you'll do a three three one. Some people can't do the fast at all, so you'll do a 4-3. So it just depends upon your overall health status as far as how you do the intermittent fasting. But it's very healthy, and it's great for your body, and you have to just understand you're doing several things. You're exercising your liver. You're raising your growth hormone higher than almost anything else that we can do. You're killing off old cells, and you're replacing them with new vibrant cells. You're lowering your insulin, so therefore you decrease your risk of type 2 diabetes. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And this is just with these short 24-hour or intermittent fasting scenarios. So then – Wow. Well, you
1: know, okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about that No, I'm just amazed. I just, I'm amazed at what we've been taught and, like, what we would naturally do and what we were told change our regimen. And now you're telling us that, yeah, like, you know, two meals a day will cut down your exercise, but it would also make a natural bath for the right. baths, you know? and,
0: and if you think about some, some of the most, and we've talked a little bit about this before when we talked about stretching, but if you want to talk about some of the most healthy animals on the planet, they are cats. Feelings. They are amazing what they can do. I mean, the cheetah is one of the fastest land mammals, On and then you talk about the lion and the tiger and their strength and what they can do. Well, it's not uncommon for a lion to eat once a month, and then the rest is stretching, relaxing, and resting, and recovering. And so it's not, I mean, this is a strange physiology. This is actually what should happen and how our bodies are designed Work. It wasn't until we really got into this time of absolute amazing plenty that we've tried to trick the system. And unfortunately, the tricks that we were using, the low-fat diet, the frequent eating, and now we're running too far into the ketosis with heavy, heavy meats, and meats aren't the answer. So we really need to get back to those tried and true things that really worked for malignant. And the facts are the facts. Even in the state of New York City, if you look at the people on the street. You, do, you look at the photographs, they were thin, healthy people. And then we got into the fat, low fat craze, and, and, and it's just been downhill ever since. Diabetes is, I mean, it's exponentially higher than what it was during the 1970s. Obesity, the same. We're seeing type 2 diabetes in our children because of the way that we've changed our eating. And so we've got to get back to some of these basics. And one of the most powerful ways to reset your body. It's fasting. And it is that. It is a reset. Phenomenal.
1: So that's fantastic, Dr. Earl. You know, also, you know, mm-hmm. Earl, in the late 70s and the 80s, they went away. I'm not saying it's right. I mean, not saying it's perfect, but they went away from cane or raw sugar that you should have lots of it. And they put in all this, what's mm-hmm. what, after cane, and it's just into all the sodas. They put all this stuff into this thing, and... It changed people's lives. system and you know, I would grow um, maybe like a fruit punch or, the, or just a plain Gatorade. But then I found out that Gatorade uh, was putting aspartame, so I stopped drinking But I, I was never into any of the diet sodas. And I know that the diet sodas in the last 25 years has cost so much problems because it's destroyed people's hips. They've had more hip replacements than people because they've been drinking all this diet soda.
0: Yes. Yeah, it actually causes bone loss and is really hard on the, the Bone loss,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, so, and people don't realize that the cause big time damage, and I totally agree with you.
0: Well, and, and then we talked about well, how they change, they, they change the sugar. We're back to the fact that if your body sees glucose, it really does a pretty good job of using that. Now, obviously, in excess, it does what it can. But when it sees glucose, right. that glucose goes to the liver, and it's changed almost immediately into fat. And then the body can't deal with all of that fat. So then it tries to change it into a cholesterol, because our body needs a lot of cholesterol every day. And it creates a sticky cholesterol that then sticks to our arteries and gums everything up. And I'm, I'm really simplifying this. So <coughs> if someone is out there in yeah. science land and saying, well, technically, and yeah, they're right. But the reality is, if we simplify it, it that's that's what happens. And so... That high-fructose corn syrup is absolutely devastating our health.
1: Oh, yeah. All right.
0: A little more on fasting. Should we, should we talk about the next link? Yeah, 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 So we talked about the dry fasting and our 24-hour. We talked about the intermittent fasting. The next one that you'll want to look at is a 72-hour fast. And I can't tell you how many people, when I tell them that I fasted for 72 hours, I could never do that. That is so hard. Let me tell you what happens, because once you start with the intermittent fasting, then pretty soon you'll be saying, I'm going 15, 18 hours. 24 hours is not going to be that much longer. Let's do it. So then you start doing some 24-hour fast, And then you start to notice the health benefits, and you're like, wow, maybe these crazy people, Dr. Phone, Dr. Pence, health is also a really great resource for this they're not so crazy. And so then you start to look at some additional research, and you look at this research out of UCLA, and what they found was that in 72 hours, if you fast for 72 hours, what happens is your mast cells, now these mast cells are lining the digestive system, our skin, and our lungs. They are the sentinel, if you will, of the immune system. So whenever something gets past the barriers that should be there, our skin, our lung tissue, or our digestive system, these mast cells try to interact with it and then react. And so they are the trigger. When you think about the sentinel that sits on the wall, they trigger the rest of the immune system. They are essentially the control switchboard of the immune system. And what happens, what we found, is that if these mast cells are given a steady glucose diet all of the time on a consistent basis, and they don't have to switch over to either a ketosis or something else, they will live for 20 years. And that 20-year process, they're constantly adding more memories and more memories, and the unfortunate thing is not all of it is good. So pretty soon, we start getting memories of proteins that look a lot like ourselves. For example, gluten looks almost identical to a protein that's in our thyroid, in our thyroid juices, and so they found that if the, the gluten sensitivity—not even not even celiac or getting to that degree, but having some level of gluten sensitivity—is almost 100% crossover with people who have thyroid issues. So these mast cells just continue to recognize more and more and more information. And next thing you know. Autoimmune disease goes absolutely crazy and rampant. Does that sound like our day today? Yes, it is. It's absolutely what's going on today. Autoimmune disease is skyrocketing because we're not resetting those mast cells. Now, there's other ways. I have seven different different ways that I can reset an immune system. Um, I've got a thought, I'm not sure if it's going to come into play. But there's, there's ways to reset the immune system. But one of the things that you can do on your own is have a 72-hour fast. Now, it's not like your entire immune system is going to reset in that 72 hours. It's like the layers of an onion. You'll, you'll eliminate some of the mast cells on your first fast and some on the next and some on the next. But over time, these sentinels, these um, triggers for the immune system, Will reset, now they don't forget disease, they don't forget the things that we want to protect ourselves from,
1: but they forget the things that,
0: that have been building up over time and are just adding on top of each other and confusing them. Twenty years of confusion. So instead, a brand-new, vibrant cell comes in with the good memories, none of the bad, and it doesn't react so poorly. Um, and it's it's absolutely phenomenal. That happens that's 72 hours. So you want to try to get to, if you're looking for that benefit, that's 72 hours. And then if you go longer, then you start to really burn fat at a higher level. You start to really eliminate a lot more insulin from your system, which again, we're talking about obesity and diabetics in both of those scenarios. And your immune system continues to reboot. I mean, getting to the three days is magical. Getting to five days is really where we see a completion of that reset scenario. Then after five days, the biggest thing that you're looking for there is you're looking at weight loss and you're looking at resetting your insulin sensitivity. So then you're talking about patients who are obese and who are diabetic that might look at doing that. So now the next phase, how do you do it safely? Well, first, Make sure you get into this gradually. The worst thing you can do is jump into a five-day fast because Dr. Ola on the radio said, oh, my goodness, this is going to be amazing. You've got to do the step-up process that we talked about. So start with your intermittent fasting. Get to where you're comfortable going 18 hours without food. And then do several 24-hour fasts. And you'll do this over the period of several months. This isn't something that you're, you know, every other day. There are people that fast every other day. But that's not where you start. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you think, I want to start doing a three-day fast. Now, we can speed it up in the clinic if we're, when we're doing that because we'll watch things very carefully. But on your own, you want to be very gradual. And then there's three critical things that you have to do when you're doing a lengthy fast. Lengthy is more than 24 hours. You need to take a good multivitamin. You need to keep up on the electrolytes. The best way to do that is with a real salt, so Himalayan salt, sea salt. Real salt is a brand that works really well. Any salt that has a full complement of electrolytes. And we talked about that it's a teaspoon and eight ounces of water. And the reality is your body is so efficient at harvesting back the electrolytes that if you had to, you could consist on just that teaspoon of electrolytes on a daily basis. Again, assuming you're not sweating and and losing a lot of electrolytes through either diarrhea or vomiting. And then the last thing that you need to do if you go longer than the 24 hours, and I recommend people do this every day anyway, is you need to have a very mild and sometimes moderate if you want to get to that, but just have a moderate exercise. That's just going on a walk for 20 minutes or so or doing just some gentle calisthenics or something really easy. What this does is it tells your body that it needs to still maintain the muscle mass, the proteins. So in a 24-hour period, make sure you're up, you're active for a consistent period of time, and your body will get the message not to burn the proteins. And this is key, because when you talk about people who go, who, um, will talk about fasting, the naysayers, they'll say, you're going to lose muscle mass, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. No, you're not, because you're going to do it right, and the other thing is, The data that they're getting that information from is erroneous. It's not true. Your body is amazing. It's designed for this. It will take the excess cells, the excess protein, all the things that it's breaking down, and it will use them in in a a very efficient way. There you go. There's fasting.
1: Oh, fabulous. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? We are at the break, so we're going to have to say goodbye for now.
0: All right, you ladies have a great okay. day, and everyone out there in radio land, happy holidays.
1: Okay, thank you, Dr. All oh, You're the best.
0: Take care. Okay, at the beginning of this lecture, I ask you, are you ready? Are you ready? And we're going to close with that same question. Are you ready? If you are, let's go.